kind of soothing can you make it say other things you know i don't think i can give it sort of the love i never could have gotten from my parents did your parent? did you only or were you only able to say one thing to your parents <laughs> what no i want greg to say these things to me <laughs> this is like that episode oh, what is it that episode of moral oral where uh oral friend is like playing baseball with a fucking uh cardboard cutout of a dad where it just like immediately throws it back and is like great throw son yeah well just saying it works all right now now let's spend the next 10 minutes figuring out how we're gonna segue into an intro uh well i mean i'm just gonna do the intro here uh this is danny he him i'm just doing this to piss off the gamers because uh, we didn't do it. We didn't do an intro last week, and I realized we didn't piss off enough gamers. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do our pronoun checks to fucking make sure everyone's angry. I'm Sam. I didn't even bother getting out of bed for this one. Wow, what a scumbag! <laughs> what do you want me to say? Is it, I just, I mean, like it's, it's less, a, it's less about how little I value the podcast and more about. How much I value my bed. Man, I wish I could be in my bed right now. I got up for this. I got yeah. up to edit the other one, and I had to go up here, and now I gotta... I, my room's all messy, so I gotta clean it up, and now I gotta do I all got, this shit. I got two mattresses as well. I'm like the princess in the pea here. Yeah. Except, in my case, it's bed springs that are uh, making me unable to sleep. Because it's it's really I sort of I sort of assumed the two shitty mattresses would equal an okay one, <laughs> which isn't actually a thing. But it's okay as long as I sleep in certain as long, I have to sort of contort my body around the bed springs that are like poking out. But oh it's god! Okay. So are you gonna get fucking tetanus from your mattress? Well, only if I'm only if I'm called. You know, I've been sleeping all my life. I think I'm kind of a pro at it at this point. <laughs> so I died. I'm gonna get. I died. I'm gonna get ganked by some fucking stationary spring. You know, yeah. people, can people can sleep at the edge of ledges and not fall off half the time. I think I can probably. <laughs> or like you'd be like one of those mountain climbers where you can like sleep in like a hammock that's hanging off the side of a mountain. It was great. You brought back a memory. I had, I had, well, I did the, I had the same thing. I was in Cubs and we, um, Bear Grylls was going to show up at some sort of camp. He's the head of the Skites right now. So, uh, he was going to. Oh, that's funny. But but anyway, so anyway, so we were in this forest and we were setting up bivouacs. It was like three person to one. And, um, I being like kids, we didn't do a great job 
to be honest. I would like to say for some reason they let all the girls sleep in a proper tent, uh, which is okay. Uh, I would call it so, but anyway, it did it also rained really heavily, but our bed work was really shit. <laughs> so all the water piled up in the top, and oh, I was no. the first one to get up. And naturally, I had insisted that I be in the middle because our bivouac also couldn't actually cover three people. So the other two had been <laughs> half in the rain the entire night. And then I went to push the thing up to get out, and all the water just came down on the guy to the left of me. Oh, it didn't even come down on you. Oh, you scumbag. You absolutely drenched yeah, someone who did not deserve it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's relative, you know. It's his fault for not fighting me for the middle spot, to be honest. <laughs> and then we wake up, Bear Grylls, <laughs> literally, we fucking stood in this, like, sea road you know like grass growing down the middle while Bear Grylls drove past and i shit you not on the on in a trailer on the being towed by a tractor like not even very slowly it was quite fast he so just sort of waved at us and then i got a badge for it and that was it <laughs> so for some reason we were throwing socks of dirt into the air like lawn darts? I can't remember why. Are you sure this wasn't like a fucking dream? No, no, this 100% happened because I'm still friends with the person I drenched. <laughs> and he's never forgiven me for it. Oh, I would I would, I would, would never forgive you for it either. I think uh, that's a sign of true friendship where you have just like an ancient grudge that you're going to take to your grave. Yeah. You're going to like be speaking at his wake and he's like, well, well one time uh, he never forgave me. Uh, for just absolutely drenching him one time on a camping trip. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I admit that he deserved it, and uh, suck it, now that he's dead, he can't challenge me. Exactly. Well, once you're, the only reason to be friends with someone is so that you can be notified when they die. That's oh, really yeah. it, you know? Dance on their grave, piss on their headstone, fuck their wife. <laughs> Remind me to become friends with all my uh, all middle school Warhammer. bullies so I can know buy, when they die. Buy all their Warhammer really cheap and then, you know, I don't know. Run it over with a truck just yeah. to destroy their life's work. That's what Terry Pratchett did with his, with his hard drive of, like, unfinished works in his will. He had his, uh, he had his longtime friend and, like, assistant or manager or whatever run it over with a steamroller. <laughs> on video you can find that on the internet i'm yeah. sure i'm sure some people were not very happy with that i don't know it's like that's like the most terry pratchett thing you could have done and uh you know well speaking of terry pratchett magazines what do they do oh yeah right or i'm sorry it's magazines not, no it's design it's not a it's not a mag you know, a magazine. I was thinking about this, you know, how does it when does it become a zine or when does it become a magazine? You know, if I make myself a cloak of zine flesh, will I become their king? <laughs> sort of uh just a cloak of magazine covers, like Time magazine I don't know covers. If we actually mentioned it in the last episode. I think it might have been outside the recording, but I made a zine. Is important yeah, for the you context. did. I made a sign, 
and um, I have been spending the past week it's marketing it on uh, mostly mostly on Twitter, um, and I've been going slowly crazy while doing that. Uh, what you should really do is make an NFT of it. Then you'll get some Twitter engagement. It'll all be hostile, but I mean, it'll be engaging. Yeah. There is actually just Naya this week start some sort of D&D NFT account. Started it up. And then there's also, like, Itch and um, Dry3RPG came out said they won't be doing NFTs, which Dry3RPG isn't surprising because their website looks like this. I mean, the website hasn't been updated since, like, 2003. Never mind them being, never mind that, you know, never mind this Web 3 nonsense. I don't think 3 rpg have heard about Web 2. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're, you know, they're they're, they're like, a, it's like the Space Jam page, you know? Um, yeah, the GeoCities, like, with, like, the dancing gifts and, like, just, like, really shitty a graphic yeah. design. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically, yeah, anyway, it's basically just a BBS with fucking pictures on it, but, um... I really hope Roll20 doesn't do fucking, uh... Uh, NFTs, but they might know oh, yeah. them. That was the thing. Chaos, chaos, chaosium, chaosium. What's well, chaosium? Chaosium. Came out and said they're doing NFTs, but then, like I said, itch, which is the one I'm using. Oh, and obviously the whole. Okay, well, Design Month. I okay, we did talk about this last episode, but I'm gonna just repeat. Yeah, it. let's go into what 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 is, what is a Zine and uh, what does it do. Sign well first. Well, a sign is, uh, basically it's an abbreviation of magazine, which you think would be me pronounce it like zine, but actually no, that's incorrect. And anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. It's pronounced zine or zine. We slavo zizek now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Get that real like it's, Slovakian. It's, it's basically just a, it's like a small booklet about anything that you make yourself. Traditionally, like, you you literally be making it entirely by yourself. You know, you'd be printing it and stapling it together, but now it's, there's a more streamlined process for it. Um, so where would you, where would you publish this? I haven't heard, I, I am, like, completely new to this. I actually haven't read, read your zine, and I intend to, and uh, I will link it in the show notes. Um, but I just don't know exact. so where, where exactly do you, do you, uh, like host it, you host it like a website, and um, yeah, it's, certain... well, it's like any other. It's like any sort of digital uh, TTRPG. You've got your basic sites. You've got itch, itch.io, uh, which is you know uh, for all those like all those new shit, all those weird ass uh, like five minute games someone made where it's like you know you're, you're a toilet and. <laughs> toilet simulator and you know uh you know uh, that sort of thing and um and then on the physical game section you have all these people selling you know like things like uh lancer and blades in the dark those are all those are all an itch and stuff but then you also have like the bigger ones you could drive through rpg obviously uh and and then you have like a lot of what a lot of people do is when they get bigger in the like TTRPG community is they'll make their own sort of publisher. There's like other there's generic publishers like Mad Hat Games. They put out like you know Monster of the Week and stuff. Um, 
but like a lot of people will just sort of create their own little like publisher of like four or five or six people to like market their games specifically like for example grant hyatt who wrote the spire rpg or the hard rpg or uh honey heist um has a he, he and a couple of people have their own publisher called uh rowan rick and deckard or Descard, i'm not sure I, I, I we're mispronouncing things all 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 the way well, down here. It doesn't well, matter. It could be as it, well. It, uh, don't know. Uh, I mean, he's he's English, so well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, but if you're in this specific instance, because it's Zine Month, which is usually okay. Well, Kickstarter had this thing called Zine Quest, which was. Uh, it started like four, four or three years ago, and it's basically just like if you do a zine in the month of February on Kickstarter, and you, it, people generally will uh fund print runs of TTRPGs, or if they're particularly like popular people in the community, they'll be able to just like fully fund uh a TTRPG before it's even written, mm. you know, like. For example, again, Grant Hyatt. I I run a Spire game, that's why I, I know so much about uh, this one guy in particular. Um, like his last campaign was for a, a Spire supplement book, raised I think like over just over ninety grand on Kickstarter. Wow. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so the point is, so yeah, if you did a month. Basically, if you published, uh, uh, so if you funded a Zine, if you put a funding for a Zine on uh, Zine Quest, it was kind of like guaranteed to get funded. Usually, because you know these people, usually a lot of people have very low goals. You know, like five, you know, five, maybe sub five hundred pounds, or like you know, a grand at most. Uh. Which and is what only... would those costs like cover? Like just like hosting the website, getting a domain, or like? No, no, no. Well, usually it's first of all paying the person to make the design. Usually, mm-hmm. like usually, quite a lot of the people doing this are attempting to make some sort of living from it. Mm. Uh, uh, so that's a big factor. And then the other thing is just covering the cost of getting a, getting them printed. So it's the actual, the actual, actual physical printing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, if you're, you know, real big shot, you could probably get people to fund your digital only thing. But I mean, like, you may as well also get a print run because it's extra money. But um, okay. The point is, uh, the Kickstarter. They first of all, this year they moved SignQuest to August to match up with a convention. It goes mm. on a very popular convention, um, which is kind of bad because it's like putting all your eggs in one basket. Because a lot of uh, these people would be at the, the con. Um, and also Kickstarter have done this whole blockchain bullshit. They want to, they haven't said hi, but they're, they're basically for crypto. So people started this, uh, this the community sort of got together and made this design month. Um, which is basically just a community, you know, it's like, a, it's a, you know, it's just a community movement to do the same thing as ZineQuest. But it's without working, crypto? Yeah, it's working out pretty well. This this month, um, 
this year, sorry, they're lying Kickstarter projects because it was like so late notice. But there's a lot of people who are funding on like, you know, Itch or Indiegogo or uh, other sites, Kofi. Um, Coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Kofi, yeah. Which is, um, yeah, so. Um, I've, uh, sorry, I've, um, so I, I mean, as I'm funding on itch.io right now, but, uh, I guess for a start, you do, you notice like Kickstarter gets you a lot of, it's a lot harder. Like the whole design month as a whole has been going pretty well for a community led thing, but, um, it's a lot harder as soon as you go off Kickstarter to just like the, you, you're number of funders statistically drops by about 50% full stop because uh, Kickstarter does give you a load of passive promotion. So well, yeah, that's one of the things where we're kind of talking about. Um, there's sort of been a monopolization in, you know, digital marketing of, you know, goods. Kickstarter is the big one. Um I don't know Indiegogo Indiegogo is still around but like there's not there's like one or two sites that are the big ones and if you don't host on one of those one or two sites then you're just kind of fucked. Yeah. Um which is unfortunate because a lot of the times of course those one or two sites sites are kind of shitty and they make decisions that you don't like. Yeah. Because they're big monopolies and they don't really necessarily have your best interests. So anyway, I have been uh, funding or I've been marketing design to it's I know you're I know listener, you're probably very worried about it. Don't worry, it's already funded. In fact, it's on its way to second stretch goal. Oh, I'm sick. Really hoping, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting to the point where I might want to self-sabotage it because I did promise for the third stretch goal. I do like five new illustrations and stuff. And I'm like, I kind of feel a bit lazy. Maybe I should just stop marketing it after we reach the second one. <laughs> All right, you heard that, listener. Please make the third stretch goal so we can make Alex do some more, or Sam do some more fucking work. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm mostly on Twitter because Reddit, is, the TTRPG community in Reddit is a fucking cesspit. Like, I've seen people post on, like, uh, you know, the, the RPG subreddit. I've seen people post their, like, links to their itch.io thing and like you can you can uh, filter out self-promotion not that there's a massive like a really massive amount of it but uh like on one of them like someone just like comments like no <laughs> or, yeah like and like you know and it's just she's the shittiest comments possible i mean and it's not even like it's very little like i posted it to the sig Marxism subreddit because <laughs> I, I I'm part of the secret cabal that chooses what gets what gets to the top and what doesn't. Uh, so I mean, like I sort oh, of you mean you mean, you, mean you just upvote and downvote things? That's that's the secret cabal of what gets yeah, to the top the of Sigmarxism. Secret. I'm gonna tell you the secret to getting a post high on Sigmarxism or any other subreddit is to just make sure it gets an initial boost of upvotes because people completely form their opinions on a on a post based on whether or not yeah, I'm up to his. It's just a snowball. That's actually very true. I've noticed that, like, all my popular posts, like, basically, if you get, you know, 
I don't know, X amount of people in the first time, it's so easy. It'll be like, at the, you know, somewhere near the top of the subreddit and people just, you know, scroll through Reddit and immediately just start upvoting things. I mean, that's what I even fall into this trap sometimes. So that's a very yeah. valid point. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, that but the problem is also with Reddit is it generates a lot of views on your page, but it doesn't usually translate into a lot of buyers. You know, I've had a couple because for from I think from Sig Marxism because that's a special occasion. I mean, like you know, and I think they buy anything that had the words "fighting the British government" in it. It's a sign. Mm-hmm. It's a sign where and these words I've done about two hundred promos at this point, so these words are stamped onto the back of my eyes. It is a sign about future druids waging a climate war against the British government in twenty forty. That's, wow, I I I can I can I literally type that with my eyes closed. I was on Twitter, uh, some sort of, sort of hashtag. I don't know. It was TTBRG rising. I didn't question it, but I was just posting all these promo threads, and I had all I had been up the entire and slept. It, it was like twenty four plus hours since I'd slept because I was working on something else before that, and I was like, oh, I got I got to take advantage of the fucking you know the zeitgeist here. So I was like, I was like, keep myself awake. I was again to the point where I was like involuntarily micro napping, and I, <laughs> I just my posts got more and more uh, delusional. Here, let me um, let me look at some of these. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, um. Well, that means that, that means that you're dedicated. You know, you're not just a bot because you know you're more and more delusional, or you're like a bot with uh, bad coding. Sorry, it's going to take me a while to get these. You can just cut cut this, but I kept talking about if I can meet Xerox. Uh, a Xerox. Well, like no, this was. I was making a joke about the sign had been made by a haunted Xerox that I fed meat. So, like half of these posts are just ra- insane ramblings of like, uh, but like I had a, I had a, a rhyme. Boss makes a dollar. I make a sign. That's why I do art on company time. That's very <laughs> good. But then That's I have. Really I, I you know I got uh. That single-handedly might make me mispronounce Zine. One of my, one of oh, I didn't even realize it doesn't rhyme with I. You mispronouncing it. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did one in the form of a haiku. Futurist druids waging climate war for twenty years against government. Wow, um, this is deep. Uh, here, I'll, I'll um. So this is a, a sort of like a whole RPG system, or is it just like a campaign, or is it does it use an existing system, it's, or is it? It uses the. Uh, I'm gonna say it third time. It uses uh, it uses the resistance system, mm. uh, made by uh, Grant Hyatt, um, which is sort of like you roll pools of d10, and if you you gain stress. And every time you gain stress, you roll a, a you check. And if you, you you know you roll a dice and you do a fall, you do a stress check. And if you feel the stress check, you suffer fallout in the like minor, moderate, or major category. And uh, just like real climate activism. Yeah. 
So that's in, uh, that's interesting. What made you choose sort of that system? I mean, besides like the rebellion thing. Wait, uh, I just I got I got some more of these to read. I, oh God, do, I it, got, do it. Okay, I got nice time is designed by blah 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 blah. It is made from a stolen piece of the design that I find in the spaces between spaces, biding its time until we will it into existence with our hubris. Now is the time is designed blah 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 blah. I did terrible dark things in order to create it. And now I can only pray it will forgive me for its own creation. And then, like, did, did you collaborate with like a demon or like a monkey's paw to make this? <laughs> but my absolute favorite and the thing I've been talking, the thing the one everyone else loves because it's so subtle, it's so finely crafted. Is this one? Now is the time is designed by future druids waging climate war against the government in twenty forty, on our way to our second stretch goal. This post was not made under duress, and I am of sound mind and body. <laughs> it's so it's it's subtle i love that one but yeah basically but the anyway the reason i'm saying all of these is not because i just love my own copy or anything it's because we're, we're not just masturbating right people really seem to like them it got me like an extra like it i think it's you know in like two days of doing them it's gotten me like well it, the okay it originally funded for 100 pounds all um, right uh it's That's currently a setting chunk it, of change. It's currently setting at two hundred and eighty three right now. Yeah. That's not bad. And so, uh when do you when when does the, the um funding period end? Oh the end of February, so another like two weeks. Alright. This, this this podcast I'll try to I'll make sure it gets out before the end of February then. Yeah, well uh, but anyway, so the reason uh Oh yes. Yeah, so anyway, so yes, it was. So I first, I was so, I was so so stupefied that I, like, I couldn't remember writing half these tweets. I was just, like, I literally woke up uh, with like the laptop on my face and like, you know, had like sixty notifications on Twitter. Mm-hmm. God, but uh, yeah. So Twitter, Twitter for the RPG community is a lot more accommodating. I guess is the point. They're they're a lot nicer. Oh, you gotta deal with NFT people. Um, yeah, I think I think the general thing, uh, the general takeaway is that it's actually kind of like doable. It's a lot more like in the past ten years, it's gotten more and more doable to just sort of like make your own design. You know, if you want to make uh, a sort of like an art. Tabletop RPG, um, or like your own miniatures game, no matter how stupid or neon it is, you know, you can write this sort of like this small, you don't have to put a lot of effort or like commitment into it, you know, because like it's, it's, you know, it's like 30, you know, 30 pages, 15 pages. I mean, like, uh, I mean, Lichcraft that um, got posted to the sub last year during Zine Quest and was very popular. It funded for like uh quite a lot. Um it, it's about uh you're you're in the uh you're it's the year like twenty fifty or something and the NHS uh gender identity clinic weight line is like three hundred years long. So you become <laughs> a lich to attempt to live that you trans people try to become liches to solve the solution. Um that's hilarious. It was like it was like only I think it was only like fifteen twenty pages, 
including rules. You know, and so I mean, you really don't have to write a massive amount. And I think that's part of the massive appeal of them as well. I mean, you know, they're cheap little books that are sort of like, let's be honest, I think most people who buy designs never actually expect to play them. Because I mean, like, they're, you know, they're just sort of, it's like, uh, but they're cool. They have, I mean, they're I like a novelty. I think also yeah. it's it, it's good to support the community and support people who are like you know trying to do this stuff on the groundwork that aren't like you know yeah. fucking Games Workshop who shits out this stuff probably. Well, like so- you say, you say you put so little effort into this, but I, I rest assured, I'm sure that you probably put more effort into the rules than than in probably Games Workshop. To be perfectly honest, but uh, I, um, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because historically, Zines were. God, now you got me saying it. Zine, Zines, whatever. Um, I'm definitely going to make the title this episode. It's pronounced Zine and just just put it up on the fucking thing. Um, But basically, historically, you you would have to go out into the community and, you know, do this and sort of raise money for, you know, whatever you wanted to do. Um, The furry community specifically uh, was started off of Zines, off of Zines. Of people just drawing their art and putting it out there in the community, and then it sort of made its own fandom um, in the seventies. So nowadays, there's a huge new modern infrastructure for this, and it's become a lot easier and more connected. And I think also uh, because of that, there's been a sort of encroachment movement, an enclosure movement, really, from the uh, like crypto side, where you have this idea of Instead of, you know, you know, exchange of ideas and paying people, you know, whatever, just some money for um, something that they made and something that they did, you everything needs to be privatized and sort of collective, not even collectivized, but just like. The sort of warping of the decentralization of a sign with the. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of currency. Yeah, it's the centralization of it as well as the enclosure of it. They're really taking something that was like the public domain of people people just making these designs and then making it so, oh, now these mega corporations and, you know, billionaires, uh, they get to have all their stuff first and, you know, you just have to buy it in order to do anything. And that's the sort or or you have like, you know, scammers and bots that just mass produce stuff on a scale that you could never hope to achieve even if you put out something like once a day you can't beat a bot and i think that's sort of the interesting thing of uh the dichotomy of the internet where uh now that the old way of making designs um is sort of fallen out of fashion you can still do it but it's a lot harder and it always was pretty pretty hard and now it's become more available but those options are starting to be encroached upon by capital. Whenever you, I really want to annoy someone. I uh, instead of saying like go oh, an RPG or anything, I just say a D and D. Like me a D and D. I love I love D and Ds. Yeah, give me a Kleenex. Exactly. You know, oh god, the worst thing you can possibly say to someone who's me, like if you're in person. And someone like if you're like a con or something, and someone and you're looking at someone's booth, <laughs> and you're asking them about the design, the work. You, if you want to watch someone die inside, all you gotta do is ask them, "Is it like D and D?" Oh, I'm gonna go up to the Wizards of the Coast booth and ask them, "Hey, is 
uh, is this like D and D? Just yeah. talking about Magic the Gathering, just literally. Oh, uh, what's your thing called? Uh, d- d- dungeons and and what? Oh, dragons. Uh, Isn't it that that satanic game that like that they banned? Is, well, I is that like Pathfinder? <laughs> yeah, or like you know, fucking is that like uh, the Masquerade? Oh, you mean you, a mask? You, just get even, you get even more obscure. You go up to like the D and D table. You're like, "Hey, is this like you know?" Uh, no, the design thing isn't the thing. Is uh, is this like death? The Death Watch RPG from Fantasy Flight. <laughs> the thing is, is that the design or the whole RPG community, thanks to the you know the internet, definitely social media has grown so much that it's like the like you when you say design, you know, you obviously think like small scale, but like you know. There are people participating in Zion Month who are like, uh, like the creator of Wander Home, which is a massive thing. Or like, you know, like I said, Grant Hyatt, uh, mm-hmm. he's not participating in Zion Month, but like he was, he like me, his first stuff. I mean, like he's been writing one PH RPGs. That's his, that was his big thing for quite a while is a one PH RPG every month, like Honey Heist, which was quite popular um is quite popular still to be honest and like um you know uh i think lancer got start bleeds in the dark also like so many like mainstream signs as you you know as you think they're sort of like because like i mean like i said you know like we'll take spire again we'll t- <laughs> since i keep mentioning him we'll take uh grand hyatt's rpgs as like an example you know like he hasn't you know made it big or like sold out per se i mean he has made it big but you know they created you know him and the people he works with created their own publisher you know they're like so they're technically still really like self-publishing just with like a bigger team so i mean you know they're still just you know like you don't have to designs also just because I did say zines can be like low effort and small scale. They also like don't have to be if you you know if you if you can find the market for it. You know, there's a, I mean, you know, it's it's uh it's just grown so much over especially like the last ten years. You know, I don't think ten years ago you could have just like published a zine on itch and like gotten people to fund it. You know, no matter how low the bar you set, which is one of the strategies I would recommend first time creating a sign is uh, just set instead of like thinking, oh, like, how much do I need to get paid for this to be worthwhile? You gotta just immediately cut that down to how much do I think, um, what's the minimum amount of money I think I can not feel, like, I won't feel to reach. What do you what, what do you or or you can say to yourself what's what's the biggest thing I can get away with what stupid thing can I make that I can get away with Well, that's the beauty of stretch goals because you see, I set I set for a hundred pounds because I was like, if I even if I fucking feel, I can just pay myself a hundred pounds and it'll look like I succeed. You know, um, you know, uh, uh, wait, call it, but you know, obviously that, that it got like funded within like a day. Just oh wow you gotta uh, jesus christ that's actually pretty impressive i mean the, the other thing i would say is that good art will make people overlook moderate writing or in my case fucking illiteracy 
<laughs> I am not good at spelling, never have been. Um, or uh, remembering if a word exists or not. I'm in a constant fight with my spell checker, but I'm just constantly adding words to the dictionary. I'm practically Shakespeare. Well, you see, it's 2040, so you got to add some like words that are there. yeah, the future words. You got to abbreviate everything. You got to like you got to bring back that. What was this, the the uh, future uh, insult we came up with last time? Fun. <laughs> Crunt. Oh yeah, crunt or so. Yeah, it's a combination insults. The the that's British like, government outlaws that word, and you have to get you get arrested for it. That's like my go to eighties future sort of thing. You know, like it's you know it, you know it's the future. You know, some punk runs past you and go and, and yells, "Get crunked!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, get crunked, old man. Can't believe I got out of my clone sleeve for this. Um. You best be believing yeah. in sci-fi dystopias, cause you're in one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, fuck. What was that? Oh yeah, right. Yes, good, good art. All. Um, cause I mean, like most of the people who are buying these designs are buying it for the art, and I am. I'm not like I'm primarily an illustrator. You know, there's like one of the most popular signs from Sign Month is literally just a guy who spent a year learning to draw trees so it's like i think just 12 illustrations of trees very good illustrations and they're like you know probably they're like accompanied with notes and then he's added a little bit onto that but like you know art signs are uh are a thing yeah i actually have a friend who's currently working on art sign i don't know if he's doing it for design month uh i actually just texted him uh and asked him about it but um I have a couple of friends who want to start doing stuff like that and uh, really, you know, it's a good thing for artists. I mean, again, furry artists, obviously, you know, the community started with this sort of thing. So this thing is very integral to that culture. It is great to see it expanded. Um, I just always worry about, you know, like I said before, I always, I always, I'm always the pessimist worrying about the future and, and that sort of thing. Just, the encroachment of NFTs worries me a little bit. I and think the weird, the weirdest thing is, is that it doesn't make any sense to me because the physical copy is basically like an NFT. I mean, you you own no, the. Oh, no, that's no. Don't don't start saying that. You might like bring it into existence. <laughs> you start saying those things. Well, yeah, you, I mean, it's you you own it. You you could physically touch it. You you have it in your thing. I you know if if someone all you things know, you can do with an NFT. I could, I could, well, yeah, the it's even better than an NFT because I could, I could deface it. I can draw mustaches on all your characters. I can, I can do whatever I want with it. I could, I can piss on it. I could, I could, I could wipe my ass with it. I love. I can do whatever I I want. I can't wipe my ass with an NFT. I think that's when I'll admit it. When someone uh, like angrily ats me with a video of them like pissing on my sign or something so some chud some chud like the uh what is it the keurig thing that they did where they all bought keurigs and destroyed them to get to own the libs buying someone sign to own the libs yeah yeah i mean like hey if any if any nazis or anything are listening well on the off chance you know my zine he he would be good. really triggered. They would be really triggered if you uh, bought their zine and uh, pissed on it. Really My triggered. 
has been I, I have been in past times being described as a small ball of socialist rage masquerading in the form of a human. So I mean, my uh, my lexine is uh, it's pretty it's pretty out there. Although I there's it's it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an um, people from Ireland might find it a bit funnier because the like police section on it. You know, there's a section about all the factions, um, and you got the police section, and it's describing how the police have become so much more, you know, well armed and serious. Uh, in the like, but it's like said in like you know England and Northern England, Scotland was redeclared Northern England, so that they couldn't make a, uh, they couldn't have a leaving pool. Oh my god, uh, that's that's that that's going. Oh my god, you just willed that into reality. No. Um. Uh, what you call it, and uh, it's like basically the English police force just become the PSNI police force. It was like you know, I was like, I was like, I was just describing this. Just you know, it's like, oh, it's such a dystopian future where the police have you know armored Land Rovers and riot gear, and they're all carrying guns. And I'm like, and I literally, I literally just put in like, yeah, the basically the police are like the PSNI are right now. You know, I'm like, you know, it's like. Or, or like, or like, even like the the British, you know, the black and tans from the twenties who would go around the Irish countryside in armored cars with fucking machine guns everywhere. Uh, well, no, no, that's the that's the army who are in the they're also in there where it, the army are just the arm the British they're just the British army. Nine, to be honest, I just described I basically just described what they did in Northern Ireland and it was like, but they're doing it in England. Nine, you know, fascism shoot. has come home when your imperial yeah. project has come home. shooting people with like rubber bullets in the head and you know and in the back and stuff like that and it's like oh it's ridiculous oh could you imagine you know I, I there was a lot of times writing this sign where i was like oh right the magic i've got to add the magic part in <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but, the magic yeah these people are going around blowing up fossil fuel infrastructure and it's really oh right I, I, and the bombs are magic, I guess. <laughs> you know? Oh, they're yeah. Blowing they're blowing up magic fossil fuels. The drugs. It's, there's, it's, there's, there's only a certain amount of mana in the world, and the people are yeah. trying to preserve it. The drugs they're selling to uh, fund their bombing campaign. Oh, it's their magic drugs. They're, they're yeah. magic. They're literally magic mushrooms. Yeah, they're uh, like, that's basically how it went, you know? And then you gotta add a little bit of technology and just a little, mostly drones, to be honest. Um, that's uh, almost all drones, actually. Now that I think of it, I would really own a pair. I was, I was looking at a lot of drone videos, I think. But do you uh, have any like anti-drone devices, like nets and stuff? Oh yeah, like... that was the thing. Like, there's okay, there's green fightbacks, like the most moderate, most liberal, uh, sort of like m- a faction. Uh, like like capital L liberal, yeah. There's sort of like Extinction Rebellion if it wasn't a psyop, <laughs> um, where uh, what you call it, you know, they're sort of like the people who are like helping. They're like you know, I, at the protest with your car boot full of water, handing it out or whatever, and more you know, like also the people who are handing out you know lead pipes, <laughs> um, uh, what you call it because uh, at the riots um because you need a good you need a good break the thing people don't tell you about uh rioting and here's a little tip from from someone who's whose people are experts at it uh you need to source bricks 
they don't just come out of nowhere. You need to know a guy with a pallet of bricks to be able to throw them through windows. You know? Oh, when you said said a thing or two about rioting, I thought you said a thing or two about rioting, and I was like, what does bricks have to do with this? I was like... uh, wait, it takes a surprising amount of gasoline to make all of those petrol bombs. So you need you need to know you either need to know a guy who's been smuggling red diesel across the border, or uh, you know, I don't know, a lot of people people willing to buy it. Because anyway, um, uh, but yeah, they they do, they have like they're sort of in a war with um the the police over like you know increasingly upgrading and custom building their drones to be like more and more effective against their anti-drone measures so they've got like you know a drone that looks like a bird like got mm. like a, 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 a completely passive helium floating drone so it doesn't appear in any sort of you know um yeah that was good uh but a lot of it, like I said, I think I said this last week, a lot of it was really just sort of like me writing out genuine uh, tactics to violently oppose capitalism, uh, and and then and, be, and then like toning it down to be able to publish it. You know, I mean, like the, there's a two-page guide in it called the Insurgents Guide, which is sort of like a rule. It's sort of like a guide to how to like you know what to how to play out the game, but it's mostly just a guide on how not to get caught. To be honest, and it's I, like the entire in-depth page about like there's an entire sorry half the page is like the first page is about like encryption methods and like you know one-time pads and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like sort of like the anarchist cookbook where it's like, you know, oh, wink, or I guess like a wink and a nod. Uh, this is this is an RPG. You can't you can't use these in real life. You know, I don't know. I, wouldn't, I don't want to go on record say it's not that good. I mean, like, trust me, if it was like the anarchist cookbook, I would be saying it. I would be my main promotion of it. But I probably also would I'd probably be getting letters or on a watch list or something if it was like that you'd 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 be getting people uh from the uh mi6 being like hey uh can i have a bomb please yeah, uh well, sir yeah exactly yeah i'd be like you know there'd be like some guy in a suit would show up and he's like hey i hit the government too yeah you want a like cigarette fucking michigan guys yeah um I, I I was originally set in 2030, but that was both too depressing because of uh, how likely a lot of the climate collapse things were to happen, and also like too close. I felt too close to, to legally actionable. Um, with a lot of this stuff because there is like one the like extremist organization I described, like they um stole billions worth of Bitcoin from. Uh, uh, some some like company, some made up. You company. can't steal and, Bitcoin. I thought it was secure. It, well, they used it to put out uh like a permanent pointy on any government minister's head. Um. Oh my god. And uh, what do you call it? And it, it which is it succeeded in getting a cryptocurrency, the like possession of cryptocurrency, and like therefore the manufacture of it banned in the UK, which is was their goal. 
but then they're also they're also sort of the like why they're sort of like the um the kingmakers now of the like uh crazy idea uh world or resistance sorry climate resistance where like if you come to them and you're like yeah i want to build an armored train and uh like trotsky and i want to use it to take over high real too you know they'll be like yeah sure here have a you know have a million bitcoin (laughs) go buy some armor plating um so like like the yugoslavians with uh a hellcat on their armored train exactly if you want to if you want to make technicals out of like a ford transit pan um which by the way another another valid tactic the uh what do you call it the ira uh used to cut holes in the top of a a transit van and then fire homemade mortars into uh, police stations with them oh jesus christ Uh, that just reminds uh, me of like uh um all the stuff in the middle east with um them taking like stuff like uh the, the Toyota Wars, where you just have like you know Toyota yeah. Highlanders with like a with like a you know ZSU twenty three two on the back of it, or stuff like um, oh, what is it? Um, you get you get take like a BMP turret and you put it on like a real random uh truck or like get like yeah. a, a random tractor and or like turn rocket it into a tank. Yeah, the ones that use like the old Soviet. Um, yeah. Oh, the Kalishka rockets or whatever. Um, what you call it? But yeah, they also also the uh, yeah, it's actually like it's quite uh, the guys who were stealing all those ATMs in North. There was a thing where North Ireland um, people were like in the country. There was these guys who were robbing ATMs by basically just ripping the entire ATM out of the wall with a digger. And what these guys did is they then used that to drop it through. They cut the hole away of a transit van and they dropped it into the transit van and drew and drove off. I don't know if they ever got caught, actually. Um, so, I mean, you know. But, uh, yeah, so they, they're basically like the enablers for your wacky schemes because, um, you know, it is a TTRPG on the off chance someone actually plays it. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, mostly it's just really nice art. It's... I'm tempted. I kind of want to play it. Play it on. Uh, we do like a live stream, like a Sig Marks and podcast live stream, where we play it and you DM it or do something. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd probably be the only one who could DM it because yeah, I did. Uh. uh I didn't. I oh, wake up. There's well. There's some. There's a lot of information I had to cut out simply for space. You know, it was at thirty pages, and uh, it was like the third of February or whatever. So I had to post it. But you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like the American, the Amer- the U.S., the United States balkanizing after. Do you know about the paper or about the power grid, where it's like there's seven substations and like one manufacturer of like transformers or something that if you took those out the power grid in the u.s would be down for like 18 months yeah yeah so basically that happens and u.s balkanizes in the chaos um so that's you know i couldn't i didn't get that in there was this whole thing about the british space expedition which was this sort of like false hope colony mission that they were using to sort of pacify the population by saying like, oh, look, we're we're going to go to space and we're going to colonize the moon or something. Um, and then there was, there was also, you know, 
stuff like that. I could totally I see something like that where it's like you have that space mission, but it ends up being a disaster where like, you know, yeah. because it's rushed and, uh, you know, very privatized or something. Well, it no, just not even, like, it's not even like, they're not even close. It's just like, so it's like supposed to be, it's like basically, you know, it's sort of like a lot of the like, you know, NASA missions are. Oh, know? like Mars is today where everyone's like, we're just going to colonize Mars. Fuck climate change. No, more like the it's sort of the Artemis program and everything, where they're like, yeah, sure, we're gonna get to the moon, but it's mostly a jobs program, to be honest. You know, if we get to the moon, that'll be nice, but really, we're just you know the SLS, for example, is like <laughs> such a terrible machine, like rocket, but like it, you know, hey, it's creating so many jobs. So you know, every uh, th- you know, it, it doesn't you know, you've got one state making all the fucking nuts. You've got one state making, you know, all the bolts. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sort of like, but everyone gets some something. So um, uh, it's the free market at work. It's a, <laughs> it's efficiency. Um, I'm oh yeah, and then there was also the Socialist Republic of Ireland next door, who were like oh. the sort of, like sort of trying to provide aid to the UK. That was that one was just for me, to be honest. Um. Yeah. Uh. Also, what you call it? I also I always I had to add in I added some. My favorite Irish myth, um, Oshin. He's a, uh, in the in the like mythology, uh, Oshin, who's the son of Finn McCool, but, um, he goes to he find, he falls in love with this fairy princess, and they go to Tirnanog which is the land of eternal youth. It's where all the fairies are after we uh, fought them for Ireland and won. Mm. Um, which is a very confusing way to start your mythology by fighting your gods and winning. But, okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, anyway, so, and then he, he stays there for three years, grand time, and then he wants to come back. But uh, it turns out three uh, every year in Tiernanog is a century here. So he's, you know, and that chaos ensues he eventually dies an old man um or if you're well because all the oral history uh got the only like record of it was by the monks the christian monks who wrote it down usually these stories end with something like and then he finds saint patrick and saint patrick christianized him before he died (laughs) something like that because they all written down by Christian monks who had to do yeah. that at the end. And then Oshin, and then and then at the end, Oshin said, "Gee, God sure is great." Uh, dies. Um. Uh, wait, wait. What? So anyway, in this one, uh, he he accidentally. What actually happened is he times tra- He time travels to now or twenty forty, and then he starts this sort of druid uh shadow organization. Um, that are like fighting the, and then on the other side you've got uh, Merlin, who is this evil guy who is trapped in a prison car, um, and then he came out, and now he's working with the MI, the intelligence services, to like fight against magic, and there's this whole Cold War thing going on because no one wants to actually the public to know that magic's a thing now, because that would kind of be insanity. And, uh, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a fun game. 
Well, it was nice talking to you about it. I, I'm now a lot more excited, and we kind of talked about a lot of the zine monks. So, for the listeners out there, um... and now, well, now that we 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 now that we did our ire of um, verbal no man's land trajectory, you uh, like, maybe we should talk just briefly about Warhammer. Oh the, yeah. Uh, the no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, the biggest thing is is that there was a price increase recently, which is like. They're just trying to, I mean, they, they could really just, you know, the the biggest thing is for me with looking at this is kind of like, thinking about it is that they could just eat the, um, you know, losses because they have increased, um, what do I call it? Uh, you know their prices are so overinflated. They could they could easily just eat it, but rather than decreasing yeah. their um, salaries, they'd rather pass it on to the consumer. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that people are mad about. Is not that the that they have to raise prices because of uh, the 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 situation, but because um, you know they've been see- they've been rising their prices for years now for no reason other than more money. So. So yeah, it, it, it would make sense that if if they're raising their prices for no reason, then you know they should have been prepared for this, and then just say, "Oh, we're not raising our prices because we already raised our prices." But of course, they're going—they're not idiots, and they're capitalists, so they're going to take advantage of that and say, "Hey, um, these increased prices—it's uh, either we take a hit to our our, our bottom line, or we um, up the price a couple of bucks and pass the buck on to you." And that's really yeah. the issue. Something I see, you know, something I've seen more often now is uh, sort of digital kit bashing. So with like three D printing, basically combining different models together. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I think I think that's really like I just think that's a sign of how like how far three D printing has come. And I mean, at this point. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, it's just uh, why, why I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not gonna, I, you know, I can't remember last time I bought a Warhammer thing anymore because I mean, it's just at this point you can like you can be even someone with like I mean I am a I can sculpt digitally but like even someone with like no skill with like five minutes a pirated copy of like not even a pirate, just Blender, which is free, and, like, mm-hmm. a 20-minute video can, like, kitbash, like, pr- like a model to, like, a pretty good... Like, there's some things, especially, like, if you're doing Undead, you can get tons of... You can find, like, a million posable th- skeleton models that require, like, you just need to, like, you know, add some extra supports in the rib cage, and that would be, like, it. You know? There'd be, mm-hmm. like probably model the posable models there's like loads of 3d posable models designed for printing now as well even you can get like printable posable after printing posable models now uh which i just think i just want to you know think about getting 3d printing a go if you're still listening to this for some reason yeah i mean i i agree i think um it's just the biggest thing where it's like it's just so so annoying because 
this monopoly, I think they're going to try, GW's going to try to do something about 3D printing pretty soon. They're probably going to try to ban it from tournaments, but that doesn't mean you can't play it. Like, if you, if you like the Warhammer universe and you want to get into it, but you don't have the money, you know, I think 3D printing's fine. And ethically, ethically don't even worry about it. There's no ethical consumption of capitalism anyways. Don't feel bad about, like, pirating some of this stuff. And not, it's not even pirating. If you're making it yourself, you're putting in the labor to recreate something. And it's not going to be one-to-one ever because it can't be. You know, so there's no re unless, I don't know, even if you laser scanned it, it wouldn't be one-to-one. So there's no reason to sit here and say, well, you know, um, it's unethical to do this. I would say just, just do it. Uh, if you enjoy GW or if you enjoy the universe and you want to play like even uh, just with the rules and just with your, like your old models or even make up your own rules about it, um, just fucking do it. Uh, I, I would say, you know, there's no, no one's being harmed by this. Don't feel bad about it. Don't sit here and say, oh, well, you know, uh, I want to, it's one thing to say, oh, I want to support my LGS. I think that that's, somewhat reasonable there's there you know a lot of these are smaller companies that aren't like hugely exploitative but if you're going buying it don't buy it directly from gw if you like technically speaking in the like gw guidelines if you make a sculpt and you don't share it with anyone you can legally use it in like gw games and stuff it counts as or well like you can like you can enter in golden demon and stuff it counts as your own sculpt digitally printed stuff as long as you as long as it is your own sculpt digitally but like i mean you know if you if you're kit bashing digitally as well i think that kind is your own sculpt i think the line you know the line's very blurred so Mm -hmm. you know legally it's like according to gw rules it's it's allowed it's just a kit bash model it's your own you know and even then, most stores don't play, like, by GW rules anyways. I mean, I literally saw someone who had an entire really awesome Seraphon army that was 3D printed in, like, translucent plastic at my LGS. And people were letting him play. I mean, because it's like, it doesn't matter. Do what you need to. Do what you want. Do what you need to. Do yeah. what fits your budget. All my skeletons are stilts. Therefore, they have an 8-inch height advantage. Well, don't be that asshole. Don't make. I don't, don't know. Say, I, think, I think if you went really wild with it, you get away with it. I, yeah. I was well. I was even gonna say I could see people just being like, "This this coin is is my thing," and he has you you can't see him because he has like a line of sight of nothing. It can hide behind like a you know a piece oh, of blade yeah. of grass. But isn't that really? I mean, I mean, yeah, when you boil it down, that's sort of really what wargaming is, you know. Does well, GW have any rules against transforming models? Like, can I have a model where it's like one pose that's like ducked out, but then I transform it and it like goes up, so it's like I can duck down behind a barricade and then I'll transform it like on my turn and he'll come up. That's actually a really good point. I think you just discovered a loophole there. I don't think GW have anything about moving. Models. All right, all right. So when miniaturization gets like that, we are going to make models that are like action figure poseable and then just abuse the rules. It's possible today if you're like if you're you know, if you're willing to put a lot of effort in. Yeah, but it, it'd be real hard. But I I would be I'm interested. Someone please do that. That would be really fun. Yeah. But uh, I think with that, uh... let's just shoot the, the the dog's wheezing. Let's just shoot it. That's <laughs> that's let's end it. Yeah. All right.
uh, thanks for joining us this week. We'll uh, see you next week. And uh, buy Sam's Magazine. Bye. The world of sound is governed by exact numbers. The world of vision is governed by exact numbers. Well, it's clear that it must begin.